Grab your popcorn and snacks. Find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Good evening, everybody. How's everybody doing? Yeah, I hear that. I heard that. Everybody's doing good. You're all doing good today. My name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, California. We are 45 strong up and down the state. And that means if you have an issue somewhere within the state, we can get to you. It might take us a couple hours, but we'll get there. I promise. You can also find the team, you can find the team on Facebook. You can find the team on Twitter. You can find the team on TikTok. You can also find the team I think that's it. Facebook, TikTok, Twitter. Oh, YouTube. I knew it. Senility, I tell you. Senility. Uh, if you if, if you watch the show and you like what you see today, please be sure to follow. Follow me. For, you can follow California Haunts Ghostly Events even. That's that's our uh, business page over there. You can follow that page and uh, just click follow and like button and all that good stuff. Uh, if you're watching from YouTube, same thing. Bottom right-hand corner down there, there's a little ghost with a magnifying glass Sherlock Holmes hat on. Click on that. That'll subscribe you to all our videos. We got lots of videos, lots of topics. Yesterday we were talking Scientology. You know, I'd like to vary it a little bit. Anyway, I want to welcome everybody. And uh, wow, it's getting colder outside. Burr. It's been a burr all day. Anyway, tonight, usually we do this on Friday, but we're kind of changing it up this week. So instead of cat, you know, I'm, I'm thinking tomorrow's my, my, my day off. Saturday's my only day off of this. So I've been thinking all day, wow, I'm going to have a day off tomorrow. Then it just dawns on me, it's Wednesday. See, I'm used to having these casual Fridays. Anyway, so Nancy Mass is with us tonight, and we're going to talk about some neat stuff because I had an experience a couple weekends ago, a couple weeks ago, that I'm going to talk to you guys about. And uh, we're going to be talking about alien abduction and stuff like that. It's kind of different for, uh, for Nancy and I to be discussing here on the air, but uh, this is the stuff we talk about when we're not on the air, you know, out, out, out of your prying ears. So we're going to be talking about this stuff. So it's going to be, it should be a good show. Let me get Nancy in here and get the show on the, get the show on the road. Uh, there I am. There we go. Hi everybody. Hello, hello. And Sherry and Marissa's in our chat room already. I figured the more I'm working with Shaw, the more I understand how StreamYard wow, works. Wow, ahead of me. See, I didn't even click on it yet. Jerry, Marissa, Sherry. <laughs> how the heck are y'all? Hi. Oh, uh, this is a, a yes. I'd like to hear your story before we we start. Um, you know, I have <laughs> lots of notes, and I do want to do a broad brush. Um, I've had an experience. I've had friends have had experiences. Mine was an eye opener. It was recent, within a couple of years. I don't talk about it. Um, didn't think I should. Intel, and we'll speak of that intel. And uh, I've well, I should. I get talk and you know I'm going to take over. So, Shar, tell us your experience first before I start this going on. It was odd. I had a show to pre-tape actually about alien abductions. And I had gone to bed at like 2.30, 2 something like that. And I needed to be up early because I was taping at uh, 9 a.m. Mm, so I set my I alarm for 7. And I, I do it on my phone. You know, it, nobody uses real alarm clocks anymore. Oh, you know, I know. I heard that. 
<laughs> I know what this is. Go ahead. <laughs> it's the aliens. I know it is. Um, yes. I don't think there's hardly anybody that uses an alarm clock anymore. We all use our <laughs> cell phones. So I didn't say, you know, I said hardly anybody. <laughs> Just as old folks can use clocks. So I set it up and, you know, I've always had my phone and this irritates everybody I know because when I do the show, there's always somebody that calls me. It never fails. <clears throat> and um, look at this. I got all these hi, Nancy's and no hi, Charlotte. Hey, what's up with that? Oh, there, Jerry said hi, Charlotte. Oh, no, Jerry did. Jerry? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody else, what the hell? You know? Okay. <laughs> Be that way. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> there, there go the vibes. Okay. Um, <laughs> so. I irritate the hell out of everybody because my phone is on silent mode all the time. And that's because when I do the show, unfortunately, there's always somebody that will call me, even though I'm on the air and it drives me nuts. Or I get a lot of um, notifications for stuff, you know, messages and stuff. So it'll keep going off during the show, especially with my ring doorbell. And so I tend to put it on silent mode, but sometimes I forget to, to take it off silent mode. So people are trying to call me and I, I don't hear the ringer. But this night in particular, I had taken it off silent mode. I had the ringer turned up because I knew I was going to have to get up in the morning after sleeping like four, four or five hours. So I um, fell asleep. And I woke up feeling really weird. I mean, really like like, like, like I wasn't in the same position. I had fallen asleep. Literally, not in the, you talk about moving around and stuff. I sleep in a recliner because it's comfortable for me. But <laughs> I can't move around a lot. <laughs> the recliner, the, the, the rec, put it this way, the recliner um, uh, foot part that I usually have up was all the way down. Like I had gotten up and walked. Ooh. <laughs> and then I looked over at my alarm clock because it woke me up. I knew I had to be up. And it was 830. So it's like, not only was it 8.30, but it was, but the alarm itself was turned off. And what time would you have had this alarm set? For um, 7.30. So your hour difference. Yeah. But the funny thing is you have to physically set the alarm. And if you're going to turn it off, you have to, have to physically, you know, push the button to turn it off. And it was completely turned off. So... I looked and I, and I found a couple of bruises on my arm, you know, and I, I don't know, you know, I, I just had a distinct feeling that, uh, that I might've been abducted. Ring, 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 Nancy. Yeah. So I called Nancy <laughs> before the show, but I, 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 mean, I, I just had the feeling and it was just a weird, odd feeling. Cause when I looked over the alarm didn't, I saw the alarm, you know, I saw my feet dangling down on the floor, which they're not supposed to do that. You know, where the thing was down and stuff. It's like, I had been it's like I had been put back in my chair without the, you know, the, the thing put back up. So I had and I have a lot of that. clients that li that sleep in chairs. Yeah. Big, the big fluffy, you know, let's get really comfortable. And as people get older, sometimes it's easier. Um, when she called and talked to me about it, we kind of just put our heads together. And I don't know how many of you, I, I watch clips, videos all time on YouTube. Um, all kinds of matter. Um, I learn a lot. It's wonderful, um, crazy. But once I saw a, a short, it was just a real quick, I think it showed up on Coast to Coast AM station. Then they 
you could find it on YouTube as a short somewhere. And this fellow was um, walking out of his house. It was dark. Maybe head out to get a beer or newspaper, who knows? And he had a ring or something that was focusing the camera onto the porch. And it wasn't like a really big porch, it was cement. He took a step off of it. He had like three steps and then he would take a left to head to his car. He took one step and he was gone. He's gone. Yeah. And I think that's how we're taken. In that, beam me up Scotty, never occurred to me they're taking us apart mm -hmm. maybe do they put them back together you know do they have how do they do that i don't even it hurts my head just thinking about it yet when you think about it if they take us apart our electrical electricity in our body is shut down mm -hmm. what happens when you have a watch on electricity is shut off so if she's in a location i don't wear a watch anymore so my experiences weren't calculated in that way. So if she's zapped up, possibly, how did it feet think it down? Maybe she got up and then she was zapped. I don't know. But if the electricity in our body, even our brain is shut off as we go up, maybe we need to be back down for the watches start again. Mm -hmm. That's how we figured out that hour difference. But the weird it. thing is with it all is my dog and my dogs are always with me. And certainly it's like you say, I must've been zapped up somewhere because certainly uh -huh. if an alien had walked into my house. Oh my word. Dogs would have lost their minds. I can't even call you sometimes. They're all barking at once. I'm yeah. Like, and I mean, you know, that's what I don't get because it was just, but I woke up and the first thing I thought when I saw the phone and I just had the feeling and I just thought, you know, I feel like I've been abducted. Yeah. It wouldn't be the first time. Yeah. People I trust in my family. Mom, you're different. Yeah. They've they've messed with you. <laughs> you're different. <laughs> I go, no, I'm not. I'm I just got this from my dad, but clearly what they're saying is UFO adoptions are are uh family. You know, it's mm -hmm. hereditary, it's yeah. generational, whatever you want to call it. And my father had an immense amount of ability. Uh, drove my mother nuts. Uh, he met her and he said, I'm going to marry you in 90 days. She said no, and they did. Uh, both of us were born. Uh, he took a life insurance policy out the night at midnight, April 1st, 1955. He got killed at 2 o'clock that morning on a freeway between Los Angeles and Las Vegas. He worked for Universal Studios, so he was doing artwork for the starlets and the movie stars and all and he used to talk to his dead father all the time drove my mom nuts and he would talk to his mother in different locations and she used to talk about it quite a bit she says i just don't know how they did that well i guess i do that how many times have someone thought of you and you end up calling them mm -hmm. uh, i'll call char up or i'll call um, other people up and i'm not mentioning their names because i didn't ask permission and i'll say what's wrong with you I have a girl on the East Coast and I can feel her so clearly. I'll call her up. I says, how's it going? She always blah, 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 blah. And there's a few people that when you have that kind of connection, you can do that. It won't change it if it's a spirit person. You can still feel them and you can talk to them and say, you know, I, if you want to take a trip with me, I've invited family, deceased family members to take a, a drive with me. Oh, you want to come? Let's go. I'll feel somebody. I can't tell who it is right at the moment unless I pay attention. And, uh, 
one time it happened to my husband, make your animals quiet. <laughs> uh, my husband took a trip to Texas to visit a, a very um, close cousin. <clears throat> and uh, we're all older. So this man was at the end of his life and my husband visited him and a few weeks later he did pass away. Uh, and about a month or so after that, we took a trip and I, I don't remember what it was, but we were in the car, it was quite a distance. And I, you know how you sit there and you feel someone's eyes looking at you, right? Mm -hmm. And you turn around and I saw this man and I described the dead cousin. How do we get on that? We let's move away from dead relatives. I dead don't want to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. You're talking about so your dad, your dad. The, the abilities. Okay, so. Abducting, the right. And, oh, yeah, yeah. So what I'm speaking to, and I have so many notes, everybody. We're getting off track and really quick. I want to get back on track. What we're going to talk about tonight is, and I want to go back to this, hereditary abductions. Yes, yes. it does happen. But I want to put that in contents with the notes. <laughs> I, uh, I'm a note engineering, you know, background before I got into this. So everything is notes. Um, how many of you have watched Alien, Ancient Aliens, one of my favorite shows? In fact, they go back to, what, 2010 or 11. I'm still watching them or earlier. And I can watch the same show 10, 11, 12, not five, six times and be completely satisfied because you never really catch everything. And they speak to aware, making the public aware that there's something going on. And I really do believe now there's something going on. I can tell you about the experience I had. And how many times around the world did they go into caves and you see these um, artwork, you see the hands. And then a few hundred years later, you see the hands on one side of the cave. And on this side are these figurines with rays of light being shown around their heads with the big eyes and small bodies. And you go, that didn't look like their relatives <laughs> when the hands are so clearly our fingerprints. And around the world, you're going to see cave paintings of aliens of different kinds, not representative human form at all. You can mm -hmm. go back to the Bible. Um, the one of my favorite well, I shouldn't say favorite because there's a lot of favorites, is the Madonna in her house with the UFO beaming a light down on her, implying that she was seated by the gods. Think about that for a moment, everybody. I like talking about it. I don't want any religious stuff coming in here. I'm just talking because that's one of those that I go, ah, hold my breath, hold my breath. You know, don't talk about that, man. <laughs> don't make a reference to that. I got dizzy there. <laughs> Don't make reference to him that he was a UFO kind of a guy. Well, here's the other thing. Cherry to the gods. Love the book. Read it cover to cover. Must be I read it 20, 25 years ago. But now that we don't want to have this discussion about uh, religion, okay, what about, because when every time you see, like, the pictures, the old, I'm talking the old-time pictures of the saints. And all oh, the saints. And all oh, that. absolutely. They all have the yellow... Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. thing around them like a helmet i'll make you reach reach back to uh star trek the earlier oh, yeah. version where they encounter um a group of giants apollo. and they're called the God, apollo absolutely yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. and he said you worship us like gods who's mm -hmm. to say they were gods as much as ufo individuals that reveled in our worshiping of them clearly there was a quite a um, 
important message there. <laughs> and, well, that's uh, the thing too, when you think about like, when you talk about going like further, further back, the Greeks and the Titans. Mm -hmm. I guess I'm going to a place of now realizing they have been multitude of different, oh, the other one I want to bring up is um, Middle East, um, Arizona, New Mexico, um, underground caverns, um, mountainsides mm -hmm. built in, protecting from the elements. And I, I, I looked this up and I've already forgotten somewhere, some gentleman was going to dig out a basement and it was in Middle East somewhere. And he went down and he got into a corridor and there was like 14 floors going down. And that's where the ant people live, they said, or they brought the humans down to uh, live through some kind of earth catastrophe. Don't tell me they're not here, everybody. And of course, mm -hmm. that is the discussion. Yet Japan has buildings and contribute to the UFO experiencers. Um, Peru, how many have stories about the villages being inundated and taken well, over by what UFOs? About, what about that cave that they found and then nobody knows where it's at anymore up, up in the Grand Canyon with all the giants oh, yeah. in the cave? Right, right. Uh, and they yeah, took the bones. They put the they, they took the Smithsonian supposedly came in, got the bone samples, and they all disappeared. Actually, they think that the Vatican, and I'm not positive about that. That's a possibility. Uh, yeah, that's a possibility. Nobody can, nobody can find this cave anymore, but it was there. Some guy was I, rafting, looked up, and saw the cave, and then climbed it. Right. So I guess I'm going to a place now of. Well, I want to bring up one more thing. How many of you have seen, everybody have seen this from ancient aliens to the news of today, um, of the pilots, the Navy pilots, taking the pictures of the little Tic Tacs? The Tic Tacs, yeah. Come, come on, really? And now 16 uh, military people have been assigned um, to a particular group just to investigate UFO investigations. So I just want to bring up that I have read tons of letters and uh, forms and things that people have sent to me uh, articles, people, clients of mine that said, by the way, do you do past life regression? I go, absolutely. Do you want to do UFO? I go, brr, brr, brr. I'm not trained there. You know, there's some things I have done it by accident. I've um, had a couple of people. One of them is pretty predominant in the UFO community. And when he came to see me in 92, he had, had experience traveling across country. And it's, um, you can look that up, but I can't give you a name because I didn't ask his permission. And uh, he was going to a place where it was going to be fearful and I have a way of moving my life force and I went through him and dropped him down even further. So I was able to go through it, but it's not something I want to do every day. Maybe because I just haven't had enough exposure. Maybe I need to talk about mm -hmm. it more. Um, so the question if they're here or not isn't at debate here tonight because I do believe they have been here and I believe that they're his multitudes of different kinds. I think there's some that live like ant inside the mountain. I think they're in the ocean. I think there is a colony or some kind of group in the sky, in the clouds. And they I form think. Because, right, because people have taken pictures but not seen them. They're like hovering all the time in the clouds. I would love to be I also there. think they're here among us. I believe that yep. there's going, that they are at some point down the line they are going to the government is going to admit that they're here and just going to be your, your next door neighbor that you've been talking to all this time. And what, because, because they've been doing this hybrid program thing for so long, like us now. Yeah. they're integrating it's, into our society. And, yeah. and I'm be going to that point. 
some sorry. of these things I pick it up. No, that's all right. Oh. We're getting, I get excited too, but there is an order to my madness. I know there <laughs> is. That's why I knew. <laughs> because I'm going to say some things that I believe is some truth. See, that's the difference between Nancy and I. She has an order to her madness. I just plow right through my madness. <laughs> no, no, dear. I'm not saying that at all. I do. Um, I admit it. Well, we're all, ex I get excited. I have so much. And every time I'm on a show or someone wants me around, I go, kind of keep me down. I have a lot of energy and I want to express myself. I don't want to take over. I want to be polite. And sometimes I get carried away too. Um, okay. So they are here. We're talking about it. Want to admit to it, the artwork, uh, the caves, um, the admitting that even in South Arizona, Southern part, there was caves in Sierra Vista area. And those are beautiful caves and they have not even explored all of them. But they say 12, 13, 14,000 years ago, there had been colonies, colonies of people who had lived in them. I like that. And if we go back to a place of the ice age, was that it or was there another kind of a catastrophe? Kalatua blew up or something, but humans were given a lot of help to survive. And I'll tell you the reasons why I think that happened. Uh, so my husband had a couple of experiences once when we lived in Tucson and it was a military base area. We he was in town and he was driving a bigger vehicle and uh, he had a part-time job to get out of the house. He had a bigger vehicle and he was moving vehicles back and forth. And he was traveling from west to east through the town and he was up on a ridge and he was coming down into the town. And as he looked up was one of those uh, rectangle ones but it wasn't like high. And he says, why did I see it? And nobody else was it military. Well, there's something to be thought about. Are we back engineering the crafts? Absolutely. So another show, and it was just last night, and I meant to tell you how interesting this is. I had two shows back to back on this, is that someone had asked me, where are they putting the crafts? And I actually picked up, and I've done this so many times, especially with Char, and I've done it with other professional people, remote viewing. And I did see a cavern inside of a mountain or dug out. And it's very shiny clean to me as though they polished it inside. Probably a means of keeping it clean. I don't know. And I can see in my mind five or six. So they have been back engineering. So did my husband see a back engineered next to the uh, military base there in Tucson? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Why not? Why not? No one drove off the road except for him. He looked up and went, Hotitamola. He come home, he's talked to me about it. And I go, wow, I see dead people, you see UFOs. Let's trade. I'd love to see a UFO. That story that your husband has is interesting because when you think about the Phoenix Lights. That was a couple miles across. That's a little hard to hide. But I'm just saying, you know, I mean, if, if he saw this craft, then obviously the the Phoenix Lights may not have been from out there. I mean, they're from out there, but there's, they're as you say, they're already here. Especially since he was here. in, yeah, Arizona and saw that. That's kind of cool. Uh, well, like I said, if it's one of ours that we've back engineered, why not? Because there's military nearby, or was it one of them checking out the military base? Mm -hmm. So I put that back up and just really quick here. So some weeks back, I had an experience and I was talking to some people and 
Shar and I thought, let me good show to talk about. Let's just talk about it because I had a message from them. And then I have another friend named Sue Coop. And we did a show last night and she picked the topic. She has someone she knows, a young woman who has a young child. And she has an unreasonable, unrelenting fear of being picked up by aliens. What's the odds? And we were scheduled for Monday night. Shari said one of the guests wants to juggle again. So Wednesday night. So we talked last night. We're talking mm -hmm. tonight. Just a little different variations. Synchronicities, absolutely. Is there a, a point to this? We won't know yet. But I do find it coincidental that just last night, a topic I normally never talk about has come up two nights in a row. And so a couple of things I'd like to talk about if we have time is how to live your life in fear of possibly being picked up. Cool. I think that's very, very um, potent in today's site when you worry about everything and everything that's on TV and the world's coming to an end and there's people out there baking a cookie and putting it away for 100 years <laughs> because of fear of, of war and strife in the cities and now oh my gosh, am I going to be picked up? So it is more prevalent in younger people to be picked up and have fear than the older people that once have talked to me. Um, okay, so I want to go down. Um, sometimes when we talk about UFO experiences, we pretend it's going to happen to somebody else. And I would like to go there because I feel like we've had so much exposure. The world news, US stories, um, people who are shown on TV going through past life regression, it stirs up a lot of anxiety. If you've ever seen the movie District 9, The Day the Earth Stood Still, mm -hmm. War of the Worlds, how much fear is that in coming at us all the time? We may have to get to a place of thinking. I guess if we were a risk, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. We're gone. And it wouldn't be blowing us up. They would give us something to make us disappear. I imagine there's some kind of laser or something like War of the Worlds. They lasered all the people. A lot of work. These robots coming out of the ground, lasering people. They're probably something that would be very fast and very easy. Uh, Independence Day would just blast and blow up whole cities at a time, possibly. But why would they want to damage the planet? So I want to talk about that. There's a lot of things I'd like to talk about if we have time, like uh, past life bleed throughs of fear that would make us worry about abduction more, uh, trauma, a drama of earlier life. When you see abandonment issues, then you talk and hear about UFO people's, uh, people being abducted by UFOs. Do they come back? We don't know. Um, Steven Silbsberg, um, you know, this is the second time I forgot that movie. Um, Close Encounters of the Third Time, Third Kind. Um, it was just in the newsletters, uh, online magazines I take that it's possible, more than probable, someone needs to prove me wrong, that he got an inside scoop of what really happened and that he was doing a documentary. It wasn't really a movie. I'm going to go there. I like that. And it proved... Because, part of that, too, is the... Uh, being French scientist yep. mm -hmm. character is based on an actual, I forget the gentleman's name. Uh, right, 
Right. Me who, too. Who, I, who, is, who was an expert in UFOs and alien abductions. And he has since passed away. So there's no right. way to call him up. Mm -hmm. But I, I get real excited thinking about that because the message was these people were peaceful. And if they rescued and pulled out of serious, um, well, the woman in the field with the little boy that disappeared, some of the people that they rescued were pilots, um, possibly crashed during a war or um, turbulence in the sky. There was mm -hmm. rescue. So in that movie at the end, when the alien came, craft came in and turned upside down, the doors opened up and hundreds of people were walking out. If they had been people that would damage or hurt us, those people wouldn't be given back to us. And can you imagine the stories they would have told? And the How fascinating exciting. thing about some of those people were they had been disappeared from the Bermuda Triangle. Yes, yes. Which was kind of cool, too. You know, the well, it's cool. Guys. Right. And the th idea was is that in the Bermuda Triangle, as well as Alaskan Triangle, as well as other places on the planet, the one in Japan it's very disruptive, too, yeah. very disruptive to the magnetic fields of their equipment. So you can appreciate if that's so, was there danger and those aliens picked them up to save them? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no way to know. I wondered, how about the ones that have gone through three, four, five hundred years ago? All their loved ones are missing, but they would have been dead. So a brand new beginning in a different era would be very exciting. Well, I could see them picking them up the same because maybe, you know, like it's so disruptive. You know, maybe they, maybe you do like when Maurice and I went through that time slip thing or whatever that was. Yeah. Maybe they do go into a future time. And of course, they're not going to survive in the future time. And so these aliens are picking them up because they're going to, you know, there's no oxygen or whatever, you know, and they're, they're, they're trying to save them. That's what I said. They might have been yeah. a yeah. life threatening situation. Right. Unless right. That's what I'm saying. Just they might have like saved a, a fissure in time. Yeah. Right. And so in some ways, they didn't go out of their way to do it, but they were humanitarian efforts were given yeah. at the moment uh the leader of the group the small aliens came out with those people holding their hand and guiding them out and they did take richard dreyfus at the end uh -huh. i would like to know if that's true how exciting to take that step of course i would never leave family there's too many kids and you know if they offered Shar, he she'd say let me get my toothbrush. Let me get my <laughs> dogs. Heartbeat. I would never. And you're yeah, well. Let me grab my well. dogs and I'm out of here. Yeah. I don't know about the dogs, but anyway, that's and my family. reporter notebook and my reporter recorder. Yeah. Right. So that would be a question I would ask because they probably didn't have any. I've never seen animals on those ships or the sense of it at all. Um, so um, Steven Spielberg, Spielberg seems Spielberg has never admitted. But the consensus is, is that someone told him what really happened and he made a movie uh -huh. out of it. He was, uh, at the article I read said they were putting a documentary together and it fell apart because the military, the government had put a nix on it. You can't, we can't let the public know. And uh -huh. a lot of work been put together and they're just finishing up. And Spielberg said, wait a minute, we're not going to put this documentary out after I spent all this time. So he made a movie out of it. I think that's terribly exciting. Um, so we're indoctrinated by the public, by the fears that the aliens are here to hurt us. And one of the most potent ones, of course, that they, the earth stood still, not only in 1950, uh, Rennie was it, but now recently, 10, 15 years back, uh, can, um, the one that came, uh, uh, Kenino Reeves, I think played the part 
and they went and destroyed the planet, all the people. It was terrible. They saved, He saved us at the end by sacrificing his own life, but uh, he saw the humanity we have. I think that we would be gone if we were a menace and a problem to them. This is where I'm going to start. And I have a lot of notes. We can talk about a lot of different things, but I'd like to keep it to an hour, and I have a tendency to <laughs> talk too much. So I would like to say that I, when I was, uh, a couple things I never talk about. What are you laughing at? Oh, it's a comment in the chat room. <laughs> Do I talk too much? Yes. No, no, no. Uh, somebody said when we were talking about, like, the aliens and all this, somebody says, um, get packed Pick up, up snacks thing. for later. That's a that's good pretty, comment. That's yes. pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> Soft world angel for alien. Our gods are from another world, other worlds. I watch ancient aliens also. Oh, Jerry, give me some popcorn, girlfriend. I, I just, um, I'm a voracious reader. I read everything. I have a lot of newsletters come my way. And, um, I discovered YouTube a couple of years back and thinking what is <laughs> anyway. Um, there's a couple of things. I'm a private person. A lot of people, you know, I just do life. Um, have a couple of cats. They're always on. I got one here. He'll put his ear up right there. Big cat. And I have a tiny little one around at the corner, both the twins. But, you know, life is private. We just work a lot. And um, I never talked this a lot. I was a sickly child. My father was a Christian scientist. And after he got killed, my mother finally got my tonsils out. And um, one night, after I got home, she gave me an aspirin. Well, during the night, she, I bled out. I guess I died. She came in, must have heard a rackets, and the next thing I remember is being carried away by uh, the gentleman she was dating at the time. They had not gotten married yet. And it's funny how you remember being grabbed and run. He was running to the car. Well, during that one little experience, I had 30 seconds worth. A lady was holding my hand, and we were above everything, and I could see some children. And she was showing me a picture of future children being born. She says, you can't stay with me. And I really wanted to. She seemed like a really nice grandma. But the other thing that happened is in uh, 2002 or three, we got married, my second husband and I. And we moved to off of Kirby Way and Foothills Boulevard in the Spanish homes, if anybody knows that, in Roseville, Spanish-styled homes. And uh, while we were there, I had, I'll call it a dream. I'll call them the dreams only because I don't have absolute proof, but they were odd. And the second time, uh, he, he talked to me. The first time I, I had this dream, I was outside walking and there was a small person next to me and walking with me. And we walked up to a wooden fence with a ladder. I couldn't see over the fence, through the fence, but there was a ladder. I thought that was kind of odd. I call up, I walk up, crawled up, stepped up, I didn't crawl, stepped up, and below me was a, a round thing that I could see down, and the ladder, I stepped up on this platform area, and then I used the ladder to go down. Couldn't see it clearly because it was the middle of the night, and I did see it being odd. I thought, why do you want me to crawl down? Look like a manhole, and I crawled down. It was like this, just like going up, and I put my feet barefoot, I was barefoot, on the steps. I remember thinking, they were wet. And as I got to the sitting area, I think most of us have seen, instead of a place to sit, it was bars, like four bars, three bars, so that people could sit. 
and it was round it was like 10 feet of 12 12 feet across and there was two other three other people can't remember i remember thinking i saw a man blonde hair and behind me came this person that had walked to me when i got into the ball of it there was a person across and all of a sudden i felt movement and instead of a window something opened up so we could see outside huh. right and the next thing i thought of was we must be on the freeway because we seemed to be going quick and i didn't see anything and it felt like we were going to the riverside overpass on the freeway from citrus Heights into roseville so you can all look this up and as we're coming to the overpass i said wait a minute you can't go through that dirt the overpass and he was headed right through to it. We weren't going to go underneath. We were going through this. And in my head, I heard, quiet her down. Boom. Wake up in the next morning. Don't know what happened. Was that a dream? Wow. Pretty. Oh, there's, there's Joe. <laughs> pretty comprehensive dream. I don't want to remember. I don't want to have a, a regression. I don't want to experience that. If it don't hurt me, let it go. Um, and so we moved here and there. I had some illnesses that have gone on, moved up to Hornbrook. Hornbrook is north and east of Wairika, 30 miles from the Oregon border. And everybody can look up Black Mountain, Hornbrook, California. That's where we were. And uh, terrain is gorgeous. We had a 40-foot deck overlooking the valleys, looking at Mount Shasta, the house to die for. The sky was really big. And uh, a couple acres, you can't see the neighbors next door. Uh, we all had a couple of acres, an acre and a half, two acres. And so it was very quiet and a lot of stars at night. A lot of times I went outside and I just look up, right? So before I sold the house, we tried for a while. I've moved my husband for health issues. And uh, recently I did move. But before I came down, I had a dream. I'll call it a dream. And I all of a sudden find myself talking to an individual and I'm outside. And when I look at the individual, I'm looking from the rib cage down. I am short. I'm only 5'4", maybe a little bit more. I was tall at one time, kind of shrink, shrink down. I'm looking at this individual, very thin, um, kind of insect-like, um, rounder here, flat, rounder, flat. It was kind of an odd shape, not human at all not what we would consider human and there was no fear no anxiety i didn't have any sense that this was wrong it was a dream everybody i'll go there because i have no proof and i looked at this individual and i was contemplating what was it wearing <laughs> and my analysis is kind of like a wetsuit it seemed thicker it didn't show any like if you put a suit on a human Humans are bumpy, lumpy, muscular, whatever, right? And there was just absolute smoothness. So it felt like maybe the suit he had on was thicker and it smoothed out everything. But the suit, silver, frosted, blue variations, it was beautiful. And of course, I say, you're beautiful. And then this head comes down and looks at me, cocks his head sideways and goes, huh, she thinks I'm beautiful. <laughs> when I told these people they're important to me, they all, these two ladies, uh, they said, of course you would say that. 
if you knew me, I have flowers and beautiful things all around me. If you stay home a lot, work out your home, you're going to have a lot of artwork. You're going to have these bifolds behind me. They're always around the house. I have a lot of them. A lot of them are really gaudy and really colorful. So naturally, I'm an artist, was an artist, and that's really important. And he looked down and he went, hmm. And then the next thing I th I'm thinking is I'm not there anymore. I'm somewhere else. And I seem to have a conversation of why am I here with you? What is, why do you want to talk to me? Why? It was a question, but not necessarily just words. And he says, um, it was kind of fast, so I'm slowing it down. I'm putting my own words to it. How can you interpret? Because you're flooded with these emotions and feelings. He says, we have been here a very long time. And when I said long, he said long. He drew it out long time before you came. Oh, really? Okay. Get it fast, kid. And he made me think that they want to be part of our existence on top of the planet. Made me think they were in the water or were they in the sky or were they in the dirt. They did not share the topsoil with us. They did not walk around. And they want to do that. What they're doing, and I would love to know people's stories. We should do a show, have call-ins just on this. The people that think they've been abducted, are they intuitive? Do they have a sixth sense, as they would call it? Do they have the gut feeling? Whether they see spirits or hear spirits or have a perception is a plus. They are looking for those people. And there is genetic engineering going on. And it's generational. I don't like thinking my kids have been taken. They are very gifted. Ha ha, right over the top. What they're doing is they're following that and <laughs> creating more opportunities to have that ability. So they're clearly are doing some kind of a breeding program with their people so that in the future, when they are shown here, the first thing we do, we don't pick up a gun and try to shoot them. Right now, we're not there. How many people have said, when we go Bigfoot hunting, we're taking the biggest guns because we're going to bring one back. We're going to shoot it. And I go, wait a minute. There are shows that want proof. What do they do if, if, a, if a Bigfoot comes ramping around and going, what are you doing in our backyard? I have a family over here just like a bear. We're not given the chance to live with us. They live outside of us. And so the same with the UFO people. Conversation went a little further. I thought to myself, if you want to be here, are you saving us? Are you wanting to live with us out of necessity? They just don't want to be hidden anymore. So the breeding program is to get us not complacent, but have a sense they're not here to hurt us. They want to coexist with us. Next thing I thought of was, well, how will it benefit us? If they live coexistingly with us, they will give us technology so we could advance our civilization. They need a shipmate or some part done. We have the factories. We can do that. That would upscale our civilization by hundreds of thousands of years. But to do that, are they going to be hidden well only with the military? Do we not benefit? How many of you don't want to pay tax gas anymore? Hello, let's do something that's easier. 
Is our government holding us back because they're making money off of us? Well, the UFO people may come in and settle that problem. They're not here to take over. They want to coexist with us. They're not here to save you. They're here to save the planet so they could coexist with us. The word comes to mind, vagabonds, gypsies, tourists. My husband had another sighting in Hornbrook area. Just happens that's like four years ago. And he was going from the mountain, Black Mountain, driving down to the town of Monahue that would lead to Wairika. And he's going around a bend. He's driving the truck. He's a little higher up. And he sees these three cars parked. And they're all out there pointing up. He doesn't look up yet, but he pulls over. He gets out of his vehicle. And he's saying, what are they looking at? He sees something that's a cigar shape. Now, that valley, if you get Google Maps, Agar um, Boulevard, as Agar Montague Road, Agar Hornbrook, yeah, somewhere yeah, yeah, yeah. in the same. And it is breathtaking, as is the look from my deck looking at Mount Shasta. Like, take your breath away. Wow, wow. This cigar thing was coming from his right hand going across the valley to the left. Could not see, very slow, no sound. No windows that he could see. He didn't even go to town. Nancy, <laughs> I just saw you. Oh, I'm looking at him. I go, oh, that's so exciting. And out of my mouth, tourist. I didn't even think. He said, looked at me, what, tourist? I says, who said that? Who said that? Maybe I'm already tuned in. Maybe they said, we're here as tourists. They're enjoying a vacation. What? Yeah. They're enjoying our planet, and they now want to coexist with us. They take all those missiles, the ones with um, just regular missile heads, and the ones with atomic some something else in there, and they destroy them. You know why? They don't want you to destroy the planet. They're not trying to save you. They're trying to save the planet because they want to enjoy it with us. They don't want to take it over. These are small groups of people from come different solar systems interdimensionally, pop in, pop out. Everybody's seen that. They live here for a while and they move on. We may have the greatest tourist gimmick ever if we just took advantage of it. How creative could we be with their technology? What do they eat? Can we create that? Can they breathe with us? Well, they're breeding with us so they can live here with us. How many of you? know somebody who is one of them i'm certainly not i'm now you might ask some of my friends <laughs> they go you're not normal <laughs> you shouldn't be able to do that and i go well maybe maybe i had a little help as my friends say you've been tweaked with and i i get kind of squirrely with that but maybe it's not me that's important maybe it's my ancestors and the breeding programs yet to be done both my kids are very very bright they're all in professional fields. Is that part of it? Maybe they are. I don't know. But I don't think it's as nefarious as we're thinking. I think if we were to be dead, they would have done it by now. Um, there's a lot of countries going on. Last night show somebody did bring up, unfortunately, are they the one with COVID? I cannot address that. He says yes. <laughs> 
but there are people that talk to me who feel like there was some kind of Mickey Mouse in the realm. Maybe someone came in because there was pictures. How many of you have seen those pictures of a woman in her house and she's on a face FaceTime with somebody and they record it and there's an alien behind her? How many have seen that? They come and go and they're invisible to us. That's because interdimensionally they're floating in and out, just like a spirit person. I have spirit people around me all the time, but until I desire to see them, oh, please stay visible to me. I don't want to be bothered. Is that cold and different? No, it's because that's what I do all the time anyway. I already am existing in the flesh and this is my time to leave, live. They had their life. I allowed them to talk to me. What about the FL people? They're the same way. If they wanted us to see them, they would allow us to see them all the time. Unfortunately, the ships do fall apart and they do crash. I think Char was you and I talking about magnetic fields, uh, wind shear issues. Mm -hmm. uh, there's all kinds of things that would bring them down because they're not used to our planet. Maybe it's a hot rod t teenage kid taking the saucer out mm -hmm. without permission. Who knows? We are got we have them, and I just saw it last night again, and I have been tested numerous times. In fact, the gentleman, I wish I could say his name. Well, how much trouble would I get into? Ooh. What? <laughs> anyway, this fellow that's in UFO, he asked across country about this mountain in Nevada. And I did tell him there had been a tremendous explosion inside, uh, third, fourth floor down. And he did investigate and said I was absolutely correct. Um, it's kind of scary that way. But I love doing it. I don't mind being tested. Uh, Char has tested me 40 times. Mm -hmm. You know, Nancy, we're going to do it. Throws a picture in the mail to me. And uh, I tell her when she walks in, I said, don't you see this guy's off to the right? Or was that some same asylum that I did with somebody back east? I can't even remember now. But No, you've done hotels with me like that in the south. So, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you have some good stories of oh, the yeah. rocking chair, right? So I know it's possible that I am seeing these things. And then I think to myself, why aren't we all knowing this? I don't think we're emotionally ready. I don't think our mental capacity is soft enough to receive. I want not here to kill you. Then I would say, Skywalker Ranch, why are you hurting the cattle? They're doing that as areas of the body that cancers in humans happen. Prostate cancer, tongue cancer breast cancer. They're taking the softest parts of our body where accumulations of nasty minerals and products of our society dripping and draining into the soil, coming in the grass the animals are eating. Since beginning time, they've been monitoring us and seeing how bad we're treating the planet. At what point can they step up and say, "Can't you can't test anymore. You can't um, do an atomic bomb underground because it's seeping into the water of the world. They are monies for health issues. They're not, that is the reason they're doing all this. The people they're taking is for breeding and also testing for contamination. And it's for us, but it's also more for them. You could get mad at them, but at what point can they come to the surface and say, we'd like to share it. We're going to give you technology and then you can travel the, the cosmos. Um, I think that's very exciting. Um, I would like to talk about those of you that have the fear of being abducted. Can I make that easier for you? No. Um, there's a lot of movies. Uh, there was one in um, Alaska 
I'm trying to think of Nome, Alaska. There was a movie that came out many years back uh, of a family that gets abducted, and it was terrifying. And uh, the um, connections of the fifth time, what's that? Um, the fifth kind is when they abduct you. And right. I think those those events are so scary. And I'm not just talking about uh, the gentleman that was abducted, the five, um, uh, what were they, loggers or something, Travis. Yeah. yeah, I'm not speaking to that because I do believe that was true. Are they all, I think that he got killed and they brought him up to the ship to bring him back. And there probably was damage because when they took off, there was some kind of beam out of the body of the ship and he might have gotten killed and they brought him back. So I don't know that they were doing bad things. And of course, the drama of the movie, uh, he even stated on interviews that they embellished what really happened to him. Mm -hmm. I think it was low key. The idea that he was gone five days is very telling. I don't know why, but maybe he had body damage and they were making it better. I don't know. Because he did say it, it stunned him. He felt frozen and I think it accidentally killed him. And that wasn't their intent at all. I hope I'm not freaking anybody out. I wanted to get to a place of saying we have the wrong idea. We think it's about us. They're helping us. It's not. It's about helping them. They're not here to make our life terrible. They're here to share this with us. Now, someone in the room, someone out there is thinking, yeah, but they created us to haul up all the gold out of the planet. Who said it was them? What civilization used us all those years ago? And Shar and I have talked about pre pro-magnum, uh, the Jenison group, um, all these ancient animal kind of things that came up to be us. Well, why not um, tweak them a little bit so they can do manual labor? I, I don't want to say no to that, uh, that we finally um, came up to a place in animalistic world that we could take care of ourselves. Um, Lucy was the first one they can definitely say that most of the people on the planet come from her. How exciting mm -hmm. is that? Um, I really don't want to have a discussion that they uh, tweak those animals and uh, have a friend that, uh, you know, you don't say it, you know, how many men would think, oh, that's fun. Let's go out there and visit with the women, apes. <laughs> and uh, we don't know how it worked. I'm not, I don't know everything and I don't pretend to, but I did have this experience. I, I want to say after that experience, I might have had a second one because it felt like I was having one dream and he was trying to tell me that they want to be part of our world. Does that mean my lifetime? You know, at my age, how many more decades, another one, two decades at the very most, I'll be here. Could be my children, or grandchildren, great-grandchildren's decade. To them, it's not very long. But I do feel that they will be part of our world and we will advance and we will have construction, construction of types of buildings we've never experienced before. And we'll use the deserts, we'll use the oceans because of their help. And by doing that, we will not seed the planet and overrun and use all our resources up. We'll be able to monitor and take care of things better. They'll let us have advances so we can leave the planet and do as they did, as long as we let them be coexisting with us. Now, they're not going to take over the places we're living. My, my gut, and I've, and I've also talked to a couple of people I can trust, that felt like they would be going to deserts 
or they'd be going to areas of dense population of forest that no one lives in. They don't want to be part of our cosmopolitan areas. They want to go where they aren't bothered. Mm -hmm. um, and many of you have seen the Arabian country. This young man was with his camera, kind of taking a picture of the landscape and uh, very desert, as you would expect. I really don't know what country it was. And a spaceship came down and three aliens, the real tall, thin ones. Was it the kind that I saw? I can't answer that. And they came, walked around, two got in, took off, zip. I mean, like that, like zip and they're gone. And the other fella kind of looked around a few more times. And then as with the fella who stepped off the porch, took three steps and then one left to go to the car, zipped up. And that alien zipped up also. What were they doing? Surveying the dirt. Is this like a good place? You think this is what we'd like? Because they're kind of trying to find a place where they can live. I'm not talking the movie District 9. Okay. Absolutely not. That is a horror movie. Um, very interesting. It was a different perspective of a crashed ship. And we don't want them here. So we hustle them off and quarantine them. And it was a turn of events that was pretty nasty. I didn't like them. I liked the movie as a creative endeavor. Um, special effects. The man that got contaminated and turned into one of those. That's kind of creepy, but probably. But at the same time, I think it was a fear, a presentation to give us fear. And I don't know if that's what we should be doing anymore. How much time we have? Oh, three minutes. Um, do you, what would you like? Sorry, shall we call it a night or you want me? What do you want? Do you want to go on? I could talk a few more minutes. Do you have anything to add? Was there any questions in the room? Um, Ancient aliens. I can't. Well, you know, there's all these stories. Like, like, okay, let's get back to let's get back to. Uh, oh, the movie they... Montague. You know, let's go back to Hornbrook and Montague. There's always stories about Mount Shasta, and it's right. like when you like when you go into weed, every mystic shop you go into, or every bookshop, there's all these stories about aliens and UFOs and everything from that area. And that when you talk about them being yes. in secluded places. Mount Shasta is where they're supposed they're supposed to be a base underground for the reptile for the reptilians. In, and it's um, well known in that area that 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 it's like that. And yeah, I mean, if you ever like, if you ever get a chance to go to Weed or any place like that, it's a place called Weed. Yes, yeah, an actual place. Well, you pass uh, Mount Sha uh, Shasta City, Mount yeah. Shasta, and then yeah. you're coming down into what I would call the Siskiyou Valley, where I lived on the mm -hmm. other side. Weed is. Mm -hmm. And it's really a tourist, uh, very quaint little town, had a big fire there, a lot of buildings, but they rebuilt them. And so in some ways, that's Mount Shasta City is gorgeous. It's quaint. Um, everybody would love to be there. Um, anyway, I wanted to share a story. I uh, entered this environment. Um, everybody knows this story. For those who don't know, <clears throat> I was working Pacific Bell and diagnosed with cancer stage three plus in 87. Um, I had three surgeries, got into all the treatment, and left my husband July 1st of 88. Two years later, a year and a half later, the universe said, the doctors told me they thought I could live. And it was shortly after that, or two years after that, that the universe sent me the Spirit of Grace, Universal Christ of the Master, in Citrus Heights, California. <laughs> Excuse me, where's my coffee? I, by the way, I have... I pick my cup, they caffeinated on one side and decaf on the other. 
love my coffee, coffee cups. <clears throat> anyway, the gentleman, the group was quite large. It was a lot of people there. And when I started, I started with eight people that night, read them all. And within a month or two months, I had like 30 people every Friday night. And one of the gentlemen I met there was a fellow named Ollie, O-L-E, can't pronounce the last name. He's from Norway. And over the years, I met him off and on, off and on. And one of his best friends named Dennis, well, um, the buddy, the Dennis and he thought they would take a trip. And they went up to Mount Shasta and they became part of the Mount Shasta metaphysical group or whatever it was called in the 90s. And while they were up there, they actually saw those UFOs. Mm -hmm. Now, this is um, an engineer, um, very educated, and Dennis is also not someone that would be talking about this. Um, but he admitted to me that they went there and they had the shock of their life. They went for for the girls, I guess, or the women, you know, like, let's have fun, let's go there. And they joined the group. And um, at the time, I think Dennis was single. Wait a minute. Or, anyway, and um, so they just had a good time. But while they there, there was what they call, um, you pack a lunch, you take a walk, we're going to drive you around the mountain. And when they did, they saw those UFOs coming out of the mountain. And there has been photography people, and you'll have to Google it. Um, they were looking from the direction of Hornbrook, Wairika, um, mm -hmm. taking a picture and the side of the mountain where there had been snow darkened, like it opened up and UFOs went into the side of it. Hello. I never saw anything like that. But yet my husband saw the cigar shape. How exciting would that be? Mm -hmm. We have to turn the fear factor around. And last night we talked to the UFO, but we addressed the fear and how to manage it. Um, and that's pretty tough to talk about. And I think talking about why they're really here, hopefully that will take the stigma of the fear factor. I don't know if I was abducted and had terrible things happen to me. Yes, I have scoops out of my hip and things happen to me. My daughter had something happen. Uh, she was nine years old in the middle of the night screaming and she had something happen and her finger, no wound, but it was sore for like 10 years. It was like something happened. And I can only say that it's very possible. Like we spoke to at that time, we're talking 40, 40 50 years ago, 45 to 50 years ago, this happened. Um, we didn't even talk of UFO. My husband would say uh, things like, ooh, women's intuition. How did you know this? And how do you know that? And I would know about the horses and the cars. And I would give warnings, like, tell them to take care of the car. And, oh, it's on and on and on. Crazy stuff. Um, there's a couple of things I want to address. Those of you who are suffering from, past, uh, from UFO abduction, uh, one of the best things to do is find a therapist, uh, this lifetime regressionist that can go and, and investigate without fear of factor destroying your mind. Um, a thing I really encourage, I joined the Winnemucca uh, meetup group, Winnemucca UFO, and it always coincides with my shows with Shar, <laughs> unfortunately. And so that would be a really good place if you have fear and anxiety is talk to people who had the same experience. No, I don't want prodding. And one day was talking about how they put a needle in her eye. I'll go, oh, I don't even want to hear the rest of it. 
don't want to hear the rest of it. How many times have we been abducted? I don't know. Of the three times, of the two times that I actually saw these individuals, they were different. I forgot to mention the third one. I had another dream, remember, no proof, that I was on the ship. And I had come and was walking from the peripheral, like nano nano of um, uh, of the day the Earth was still when the ship opened up and you crawled, walked into it. It was huge though. Like where I was walking, I must have walked in 10 feet and I couldn't even see, you know, at where I was going to go, but it felt like the inside, like a ball. And the mm -hmm. outside peripheral, what I was looking at, I could put my arm out and never touch anything. I looked up, it was probably because this gentleman that took me prior time was very tall. It was absolutely smooth. It was a, a silvery gray color, but in the visual of the arced part that went up and the fl flat part we would walk on, it rounded so far away that it disappeared into a little speck, huge. But when I looked at it carefully, was lines as though you could go over and lift a lid up and walk down or something in the ceiling or something in the the ballpark that would go into where the mechanics of the inside of the ship would go. There was nothing in interfering in your visual except when you looked at the smoother parts, you could see that something could open up. I thought that was odd. Uh, I thought, well, if this is traveling to mean dimensions, is this part not supposed to be inhabited? I didn't have an answer. Is, does it twirl around? I mean, I didn't have an answer. I just thought it was really odd how barren it was. Because there are people that say, oh, I saw a UFO and I could see the people in windows. This didn't have it unless it was higher up. Mm -hmm. So there may be a mechanism of the magnets underneath me, or there might have been an identical underneath. Who knows? I did find that kind of curious. The expanse of it was tremendous. It was a little tiny ship. You walk in and it's like the Taurus of Doctor Who. You walk in and it's huge. I can't answer that. But where I walked in, it took my breath away. I went, wow, this is huge. But the gentleman that talked to me uh, was tall. I mean, twice, almost twice my height. I'm 5'4", maybe not twice my height. Eight or nine feet tall. Hmm. So I hope I gave you some ideas. Um, can't stop it. I would say if I weren't fearful, maybe that they don't want me to remember. Wouldn't it be fun to meet them and have a conversation? Do you have a Christ figure? Or do you um, celebrate Christmas? Uh, what What do you call God? And what about the beginning of the universe? You know how that happened? Well, I, absolutely. Uh, in the movie Contact, mm -hmm. how she goes through the universe and she sees the beginnings of a lot of solar systems and how unbelievable her breath was taken away. And then they drop her, drop her carefully lowered her to the sandy beach and in the distance her father shows up of course he's an alien and he is of energy and he projects a memory for her and of course she wanted to ask all those pertinent questions that we all want to know um, do we need to know faith is amazing it's nice to have faith um, i have unwavering faith people can't shake my faith the reason i work the commitment uh, to writing books and doing these things. Char would tell you, oh, don't get way fancy beliefs. You know, like, uh-uh, because it's just amazing. Mm -hmm. Where does that come from? And do they have the same belief? 
and do they stand by it? How do they think? I would love to know. Anybody out there want to have a cup of tea with tea, coffee with me? Please let me know. Ring the front door. Um, there's a lot of questions I would like to know. And those people who have seen their offspring, it's not a terrible thing as much as they're trying to integrate into our world so they can share it with us. Everybody mm -hmm. can be okay with that. Uh, the last thing is, is uh, past life memories. Um, I do believe that's possible. I think that we've been abducted for thousands and thousands of years, as far back as some of the paintings, even to Egypt. And so if you have a memory and it's being brought forward and you already have in plant now and you're terrified, we don't know how many incarnations you suffered. And I'm saying suffer because we're not knowledgeable why they're really here. And I kind of felt this gentleman wanted insect pie kind of person. I don't know. Gentleman, female, male. Beautiful. Um, I think that choose and a few of us to speak up to take away the fear. And I'm certainly only one of thousands of people that talk about this day and night. Mm -hmm. um, trying to awaken the planet because they want to share it with us. I think I've run that to the ground, hon. Any questions okay. in the chat room? No, we're good. So guys, tomorrow, my mic's reflected, I'm doing a weird thing. Tomorrow, we are going to have a gentleman on and, and the ironic thing is his last name. So we're going to be talking about witches and witchcraft tomorrow and hopefully I get his first name right. Demir, I think it's D-E-M-I-R-E, -E, Demir Coffin Williams. Coffin? Yes. Poor guy. So he's going to be with us tomorrow talking about witches and witchcraft at the usual time at 6.30 p.m. Pacific. So uh, be ready for that. And um, anything else I can think of? Nope. If you like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show, share it with five of your enemies for equal opportunity here. And uh, if, if you're watching from Facebook and you, you like what you hear, please hit that follow button, either from the California Haunts Ghostly Events page or from my page. You can check it out that way. You know, you hit that button there. If you're watching from YouTube, there's that little ghost in the bottom right-hand corner with the magnifying glass. And that will bring up that little uh, red subscribe button so you can subscribe to all of our stuff as it comes out. Also, now, for those of you on YouTube, there's a community page. And um, once you get into the main, I don't really know what it looks like for people that don't have, have YouTube stuff going on. So I'm assuming that you can see everything across, like videos, live videos, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, there's a community page. Over on the community page, it's kind of like it's kind of like a Facebook on YouTube, where I can put blogs on there. I can I can leave um, shorts to videos. I can do stuff like that. Plus, right now over there, we I have a poll going. I want to know what you guys like to hear. So I have a poll right now. There's three things on it, and if you go over there, do check it out and tell and just click you know yes yes or no whatever you know just let, let me know. Give me an idea of what you guys like to hear about. Okay. And, and me too. If you'd like me mm -hmm. to talk about something. Yeah, particular for that's you. The place for you your interest. messages to us as well. You know, if you want Nancy to talk about something or whatever. So I, I think it's kind of a cool thing. So we're I'm trying, you know, I'm giving it a whirl for a while. See how it goes with it. Anyway, I want to leave you guys now because I, I'm tired and uh, I'm catching up the website at CaliforniaHauntsRadio.com. And if you want to find us, you can find us at CaliforniaHauntsRadio.com, or you can find us at YouTube. Are you ready for this? Get your pens out. YouTube.com forward slash at California Haunts Radio, and the C, H, and R are all capitalized in that. And that'll take you directly to our YouTube page. So finally, something simple to find us. All right. So here's Nancy's information, and then we're going to sign off here. 
Here we go. Websites, nancymats.com, um, nancymatsauthor.com with the N, M, and A capitalized. And then you've got youtube.com forward slash nancymatspsychic with the N, M, and P capitalized. Books, help. Get me out of this funk, Nancy Mats. And Two Worlds, Developing Your Psychic Skills. And you've got The, um, the Unwilling Sacrifice. You can get those books at Amazon. Alrighty then. We will well, Nancy will be back next week on her usual night, but I will see you tomorrow for Mr. Coffin Williams and Talking Witches. Alright, guys, have a good evening and see ya.